Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Mike with the Aliante Community Baptist Church. We invite you, your family, and friends to join us as we study God's Word. So, let's begin. Is this loud enough? Can you hear this? Uh, can you hear this back there? Okay, that's closer. What's that? Gotta get closer. Gotta get closer. I'm gonna be able to get too much. All right. Okay. All right. Well, in honor of Mother's Day, I thought we would do something a little different, and uh, we have plenty of time. So, um, the virtuous woman, Ruth. The uh, the Bible is filled with course 66 books and only two of those books are entitled after women Esther and Ruth and what's uh, really interesting also is that uh, Esther was a Jewish woman who married a Gentile king and Ruth is a Gentile woman who married a Jewish man whose grandson became king, King David, who was also in the lineage right, of Jesus Christ, our Lord and King. Amen. And so what I thought we would do today is first we'll look at the book of Ruth. And you'll notice I have Ruth 1.1, that's chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 4.22, because... We're going to read through the whole book of Ruth this morning. It's only four chapters long. And uh, one, of the, uh, one of the joys that I had when I was a principal was I would uh, read uh, stories to, uh, to the kids. And I read them stories about David, and, you know, King David slaying Goliath and the whole bit. And the kids just loved it. All right, the kids, kids just, just loved it. And so today we're going to read through the book of Ruth. And then we'll look at Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31, and hopefully we'll have enough time for all of that. Amen? Amen. So let's go to the Lord in prayer first. Our Father in God, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus, and as we read through and study the book of Ruth, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your holy word. Your word is true. Your word is encouraging. Your word is beautiful. Your word reveals your love, your love for us. And your word reveals 
He tells the story of various people who dedicated their lives to you and how that you blessed their lives and used them to honor and to glorify your holy name. And so, Father, as we study the book of Ruth today in honor of our mothers, we pray that you be glorified and your people be blessed. We pray it in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. So if you'll take your Bibles, now I'm reading from the New King James Version, a little uh, <clears throat> more uh, updated uh, version in terms of the English. And you may have a different version. But um, we'll begin at verse 1 and work all the way through now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, the name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there, then Elimelech, Naomi's husband died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Kilion also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Then she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you, or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. 
And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? But she said to them, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him, in whose sight I may, found, may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in the charge, or who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and says, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, Come here and eat of the bread, and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed parched grain to her, and she ate and was satisfied, and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it, that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. Then she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. So she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today? And where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, 
who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, This man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. Ruth the Moabitess said, He also said to me, You shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women and that people do not meet you in any other field. So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz, or the young women of Boaz, to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest, and she dwelt with her mother-in-law. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young woman you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself, put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies. And you shall go in, uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, All that you say to me, I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law had instructed her. And after Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of the grain, and she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled, and turned himself, and there a woman was lying at his feet. And he said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. Then he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, and that you did not go after a young man, or after young men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request, for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. Now it is true that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. Stay this night, and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good. Let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you, as the Lord lives. Lie down until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, and she arose before one could recognize another. Then he said, Do not let it be known that... The woman came to the threshing floor. Also, he said, bring the shawl that is on you and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six ephahs of barley, about 17 pounds. And he laid it on her. Then she went into the city. When she came to her mother-in-law, she said, is that you, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her. And she said, these six ephahs of barley he gave me. For he said to me, do not go empty-handed to your mother-in-law. Then she said, Sit still, my daughter, until you know how the, ma the matter will turn out, for the man will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day. Now Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there, and behold, the close relative of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, Come aside, friend, sit down here. So he came aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. So they sat down. Then he said to the close relative, Naomi who has come back from the country of Moab, sold the piece of land which belonged to our brother Elimelech. And I thought to inform you, saying, Buy it back in the presence of the inhabitants and the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. 
But if you will not redeem it, then tell me, that I may know, for there is no one but you to redeem it, and I am next after you. And he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth, the Moabites, the wife of the dead, to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. And the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm anything, one man would take off his sandal and give it to the other, and this was a confirmation in Israel. Therefore the close relative said to Boaz, Buy it for yourself. So he took off his sandal, and Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Kilion's and Malon's from the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of Malon, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren, and from his position at the gate, you are my witnesses this day. And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. When the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a close relative, and may his name be famous in Israel, and may he be to you as a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has bore him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom, and became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor women gave him a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David the king. Now this is the genealogy of Perez. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram, and Ram begot Amminadab, and Amminadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz, and Boaz begot Obed, and Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot Jacob. Amen. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. As a matter of fact, uh, history, we learned from history that uh, Benjamin Franklin, now Hollywood has, of course, its version, you know, Benjamin Franklin. But Benjamin Franklin actually believed in the Bible. He believed in the Lord. And he spent uh, much time over in Paris. And uh, the Parisians, the, the folks of uh, Paris, actually criticized him because of his belief in the Bible. But uh, from time to time, he would read stories to them. And so on one night, he was invited to read. And what do you suppose he chose to read to them? He read them the, the book of Ruth. And unbeknown to them, because someone said uh, from the crowd, that, that book really ought to, be in, it, it ought to be in print. That story ought to be in print. And he said, it is. <laughs> it is in print. It's in the Bible. And of course, they were all quiet. It's a lovely, lovely story. Now let's, let's turn over to Proverbs in chapter 31. 
And what you'll notice is that everything that is listed in Proverbs 31 is true of the life and the heart and the attitude, the mindset of Ruth. Proverbs 31 and beginning at verse 10. Who can find a virtuous one? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good all, or rather, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She brings forth her fruit, her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out by her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call for blessing. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Amen. And so, let's just look quickly at this beautiful, beautiful proverb. Notice, the virtuous woman, her value is immeasurable. Far beyond rubies, the scripture says. Far beyond costly jewels and diamonds. Her value is immeasurable. The influence and the power and the blessing of a virtuous woman in the life of her family and the life of other people is immeasurable. Only, it can only be measured by God himself. Amen. And I notice it goes on to say that she's trustworthy. She's faithful. She's dependable. She gives her word, she keeps her word, even to her own hurt. The Bible says that the faithful person will keep their word even if it is to their own hurt. Even if they suffer as a result of it. But the virtuous woman is one who does so. She is a beneficial blessing to others. Not just to her, her own family but to others as well. And then notice, secondly, she's industrious. She's willing to work. She's not really worried about chipping a nail. 
All right. She works, and notice, willingly. Willingly. She doesn't have to be told to get up and work. She gets up on her own and works. She rises early. It says she rises before the sun. She's up. And she provides food for her family. Thirdly, she possesses a servant's heart, a heart of humility. She's gracious to the poor. She provides her household with clothing. And her husband is respected. You notice how the men, the elders of the city, how they dealt with Boaz? And how they also spoke of Ruth? Here was this woman of the land of Moab. Now, you may know that the Moabites were actually cousins to the Jewish people. Moab was one of the sons of Lot, who was the nephew of Abraham. And way back in the beginning of time there, when the Lord visited Sodom and Gomorrah, you'll recall that Lot and his family lived in Sodom. And the angels had to take them by the hand, basically, and lead them out before the destruction could come. And well, two of his offspring, Ammon and the other Moab, and so the, the people, the land of, of Moab. But notice that she's respected and her husband is respected. And then fourthly, it says the virtuous woman is wise. She opens her mouth with wisdom. She's careful with what she says. Now there are some people who say, I don't care. I don't care what others think. I don't care. I'm going to speak my mind. That is not the virtuous woman. <coughs> Strength and honor are her clothing. Notice that? That is true dignity. Dignity. She's kind. She's an effective and efficient manager of her household. She keeps it in order. And there are a lot of people who can give you all kinds of excuses why their house is, you know. <laughs> and I've been in a whole lot of them as I've visited folks, okay? And I just have to look beyond and not say anything. <laughs> but the virtuous woman takes care of her home. And she's blessed and a blessing to others. Notice that God blessed Ruth. And he made her a blessing to others. Even when Naomi, even when Naomi was discouraged and depressed, even when Naomi complained, and she said, call me Mara, that is bitterness. Yet, Ruth loved her, embraced her, and served her. The Bible says, the virtuous woman is wise and she fears that as she loves, honors, and respects the Lord. And the Bible teaches that the beginning of wisdom, right, is the fear of the Lord. Amen? And notice that Ruth followed Naomi all across 
all across the land from Moab <coughs> down into southern Israel, into Judah, to Bethlehem. So what do we learn from these passages? Both Proverbs and the book of Ruth. Women are a blessing. They are blessings from the Lord. And they're to be loved. They're to be honored and respected. Remember that women are created in the image of God. The Bible teaches us that God created the male and the female, both in his image. And so, if you're only looking at a man, you're not seeing the complete picture. You follow? Because the woman was also created in the image of God. And Ruth is an outstanding example of a virtuous woman. And notice that Ruth didn't demand her rights. That's all you hear today. It's all you hear. This idea of demanding one's rights. Where does humility come in? You see, the world wants nothing to do with humility. Nothing to do with humility or honor, real honor. And people will do whatever they can to be on the top, right? To be the most important one, to be the one in charge. They'll murder, they'll rape, they'll kill, they'll steal, you name it, as long as they win. As long as they win. The biblical model of virtue differs from the world's model. Remember that. And if you want to know the model of virtue that is pleasing to the Lord, read the book of Ruth. And read Proverbs 31. That's the heart. That's the life. That's the attitude that is pleasing to the Lord. And it is right to recognize and praise our mothers. What did we just read in Proverbs? Her husband, right, will call her blessed, and he praises her. The Word of God encourages us to praise our mothers and our wives. And we should Praise our daughters. We should encourage them. Encourage them to be ladies. Not this nonsense. This It is utter wickedness that is being shared across the screens and being supported by politicians. Utter wickedness. The Bible teaches that in the latter days, that people will actually fall away from the true faith and they'll give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. This whole gender uh, dysphoria and everything else that's going on is nothing but the influence of the demonic evil. You want to see the model, the true model of, of what a woman is to be Read the book of Ruth. She gave up her own family 
there had to be a reason. You see, there had to be a reason. There was something in Naomi's life. Something about Naomi's faith. Something about the life that Ruth came to experience, a life in the home of a believing family. She came to know the God of Israel, the true God, the only God that there is. And he transformed her life. And she devoted her life to him. And he blessed her. Notice, God rewards godly, virtuous women. You ought to be blessed by the Lord. You want your, you want your daughters to be blessed by the Lord and your granddaughters. I want to encourage you, moms and grandmothers and great-grandmothers, teach your, your granddaughters and your daughters about the Lord. Share with them this story of Ruth and the story of Esther and the story of Mary and of all the other wonderful ladies in the scripture. So many different women in the scripture. Godly women who chose to serve the Lord and to serve as an example of what it truly means to be a virtuous woman. I want to wish every single one of you a happy Mother's Day. May you be blessed in the richest and most excellent way by God himself. We're going to sing a hymn of invitation, Living for Jesus. And while this was not a, a you know, a salvation kind of message, etc., yet salvation is always a part of the message. Because God is in the business of transforming lives. God is in the business of differentiating between wrong and right. God is in the business of blessing people. God is in the business of forgiving and of restoring and of giving eternal life. So as we sing this living for Jesus, maybe you've never received Jesus as your Savior. Today you can do that. As we sing, you come forward, walk down that aisle. Or maybe you're struggling with the decision to, to become an official member of this church. Struggle no more. Surrender your heart to the Lord and serve him here. Also, maybe you need to be baptized. Make that decision for the Lord. As we stand to our feet, please, and as we sing, living for Jesus. You come as the Lord leads you. We pray that you have been blessed by today's lessons from God's Word. And we invite you to contact us with any questions that you may have, especially questions regarding your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to help you with your walk of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and with your understanding of His Holy Word, the Bible. Our contact information is listed in the podcast show notes. May God richly bless you.